Life as a Pilot with Mags Cunningham By Motoring Editor Lara Platman Once the home to RAF West Hampton at West Sussex now, in recent years known as the Goodwood Aerodrome, where for me I associate the estate of the Duke of Richmond with jam-packed racing weekends with friends. However, sitting here on this glorious spring day with pilot Mags Cunningham by the ultimate high office, which is nestled between the holding paddock of the motor circuit and the airfield itself, I almost forget the visceral noise of pre-war sports cars preparing to get out onto the motor circuit. Instead, there are daffodils surrounding us with gentle noises of aeroplanes in the distance. All in all, it is very peaceful as we sit and chat about Mag's life as a pilot. This crazy year aside, what would be your normal amount of flying? I fly with a major airline out of Heathrow for 75% of my time with a roster of three weeks on with one week off and a week off I come to ultimate high, and any other days I can, I come here to Goodwood and fly. What is the state of flying aircraft during this COVID-19 pandemic mags? Despite the lockdowns, commercial and asset recovery training are still being held under safe restrictions, and we were very busy in the summer during that window with aerobatic flying. The winter months are always quiet anyway as the ground is waterlogged, so we will begin again with the aerobatics as soon lockdown restrictions are eased. What do you actually do at Ultimate High? I am an instructor and people come here for an aerobatic experience, as an instructional lesson and an aerobatic experience as well as instruction for people who already have their licenses. So for the experience, say it is a gift flight for example, We do a brief in the briefing room and then go to the aircraft strap them in and we'll do the takeoff. Then once we get to, depending on how we feel say 2,000 feet we give the controls to the client and then go up to 4,000 feet and then often we'll go up higher and go over the Sussex coast which is so beautiful and do a steep turn to get them used to unusual positions and then we'll do a loop and then hand the controls over to them and they'll have a go at doing a loop and we'll do roll and they'll do a roll and other maneuvers. Some people want to keep it quite gentle and others want to rip the wings off the airplane. You mentioned that you are still running commercial flights and the upset recovery training, what is this? It's been found that a lot of aviation accidents over recent years have been attributed to the lack of basic flying skills having been lost by people, so before you would have people who came from the Air Force or like myself who came from private flying who, gradually came from being a pilot to an instructor and fly twins then maybe a turboprop then a small jet then a big jet. Now people can do a year-long course to become a commercial pilot, and it will cost them about a £120,000, and then become a pilot with the hours flown. But they don't have that experience of basic flying in all sorts of situations. So for example the Air France accident in the South Atlantic, off the coast of South America and a few others, had been attributed to the loss of basic flying skills. Oh my goodness Mags, that sounds awful and terrifying. Well, so for instance power and attitude equals performance and the pilots didn't seem to know where they were, so with the upset recovery training you get trained in the recovery, if you do a steep turn deliberately then that's not an upset but if you find yourself at 90 degrees because of weight turbulence for example then that's an upset as it's not where the airplane should be. So we do the training to teach people to have an inbuilt reaction so it's push-roll recover it's a really simple thing to do. Mags, I have this analogy, whilst I drive a 1964 Land Rover my thoughts are that it is similar to learning on a car without power steering without synchronized gearboxes. Knowing you. Are part of how the car is moving along the road. Yes you have to be involved with the driving is a similar analogy to see to the pants flying, if looks right and is right it normally is right, you really need to know what the plane is doing. 
It's different to commercial flying where you fly on instruments a lot more but the same principle applies you should know what the airplane is doing. Well I didn't know what I wanted to do at school, I'm an example of someone who can be successful even though they wasted their time at school, I started a three-year business studies course as I was told I ought to learn to type got bored and left before the end of year one. I had various jobs and adventures and had a boyfriend in my early 20s and he had a pilot license and we did some parachute jumps together and some freefall parachute jumps. I wanted to learn to fly but didn't really have the money, and then after a very long story, I ended up with some money and learned to fly, not until my mid-20s though. Luckily you acquired some money to learn and you got your private pilot license. Yes luckily in those days you didn't need a commercial license to instruct so once I got my private license I built up 130 hours then I did an instructor rating to be able to instruct so after that point my flying was free to gain my commercial flying license. And how long did that take you? Well, I never really wanted to be a commercial pilot because it was seen by the group of friends I was flying with as a sort of traitor to fly as it's not proper flying as it's flying an airline. So I instructed for years and it was only when I was 39 that I got into commercial flying. Now tell me is that an average age or is that quite late on? It's late now but at that time it wasn't because people always did it gradually with their private license first. Greater than some people want to keep it quite gentle and others want to rip the wings off the airplane. Greater than at the moment commercially there are about 5-6% to women pilots and captains it's probably about 3%. However that's mainland Europe but in India for example it's over 15-20% of women pilots. I think there were lots of women in the airlines but major airlines didn't take women on until 1987 taking on their first four female pilots. When did women in commercial flying really start, I don't mean the women who flew back and forth for World War II taking planes from the factory to the airfields were the women who flew round the world in the 1920s, when did it become the norm in the late 20th century I sort of mean out of Heathrow today? Well at the moment commercially there are about 5-6% to 6 women pilots and captains it's probably about 3%. However that's mainland Europe and there is some positive discrimination to try and get more, but in India for example it's over 15-20% of women pilots. I think there were lots of women in the airlines but major airlines didn't take women on until 1987 taking on their first four female pilots, that's when I was just doing my instructor rating, they were the days when airlines would put you through the training but now, because there is enough people that wanted you you have to pay for your own training. Do you think it will get back to normal? Oh I think so. Business travel will take a long time to pick up again. At the beginning of the pandemic most of the airlines said it would be 2023 before we will back to 2019 levels of travel and that seemed absurd at the time but now I think that is probably quite realistic. Mags, back to you what next happened in your career? I used to live in Scotland but the Gulf War happened and there were no flying jobs there at all, and then I did my airline transport exams, one up from the commercial license, where I was flying light aircraft. I instructed for longer and then got a job with FR Aviation where we provided electronic warfare training with the Air Force. We used to fly around in a Falcon 20 airplane without seats but with extra fuel tanks, and there was a Boffin electronic warfare operator, and the ground-based radars would try to pick us up and the Boffin in the back would make you invisible, work though that shielding. Were there any women in that company? Yes there was a few yes, mainly military pilots doing it but yes. It was amazing flying because we used to go on missions, flying low and we'd go up to Norway for some exercises just fantastic. 
I also used to do calibration on landing systems and found myself at Dublin Airport at 3 a.m. sweeping the snow off this airplane. And it was at that point of me saying I was never going to join the airlines, I said, you know what, I think I'm going to join the airlines. Then I got a job with British Mediterranean and flew to amazing places, Kurdistan, Kazakhstan Saraya, Ethiopia, Petra, in an Airbus, now they have about 200 seats I would have probably stayed there but the company got taken over, so I went to join the airline flying out from Heathrow. Greater than business travel will take a long time to pick up again. At the beginning of the pandemic most of the airlines said it would be 2023 before we will back to 2019 levels of travel and that seemed absurd at the time but now I think that is probably quite realistic. Did people come and see the pilot? Yes it's lovely, on the ground we encourage kids and anyone who wants to see the pilots to come into the cabin. If you wanted to go flying, you can always go to a school like this one at Goodwood Aerodrome. Oh definitely and actually, after the pandemic, most airlines it's not the same financial benefits as it used to be it's still fine but it's not as lucrative. If you have a love of flying, if you can earn doing something else then come flying is a good way really. I mean this is my hobby I am passionate about flying, you've got to be passionate about it. I fly here and at the airline, I don't want to retire because I am already doing my hobbies. I pinch myself still. Lara Platman Twitter at Photo Feature Mags Cunningham can be contacted via www.ultimatehigh.co.uk.